Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Rev. Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. It says, Woe unto the well because of offenses. Okay? It must need be that offenses come. But woe to the man by whom the offense cometh. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Woe to the world because of what? Offenses. 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 Or being hurt. Or being offended. But the thing that he said is that, Unfortunately, you will be hurt. Unfortunately, somebody will offend you. So here, Jesus has given us two things we have to, two groups. If you go to the verse before, the verse before that, it said, But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believeth in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hung about his neck, and that he be drowned in the depth of the sea. So Jesus is also saying that as much as offenses are part of life, one day somebody is going to offend you. There is also a punishment for those who keep on offending people. He said, who shall, shall find this one? It is better that they tie a stone around your neck and throw you down. In other words, what the Bible is saying that as much as people will be offended, okay? Offending people is also not benign. Can I get an amen? Offending people is also not not benign. Don't think you can go on offending people and go scot-free. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's what the Bible is saying. Don't, you see, that is why, you see, that is why there's a great punishment for people who abuse people. Hallelujah. No, there's a great punishment for you. There's actually a great punishment for those who abuse people. You use your position or your power to abuse somebody. There is a great punishment. Yeah. Huh. So that's what the Bible is saying. But it, the, what I'm talking about is now, it's not about the person who did the offense, but you who were offended. Hallelujah. It's a war because of offenses. So I'm not talking about the offendee. I'm talking about the offender. The offendee is the one who offended you. The offender is the one who received the offense. Hallelujah. Is there anybody who has been offended before? So that I know I'm preaching to the right people. Is there anybody who has been, you have been hurt before? If, is there anybody who has been hurt before? If you have not been hurt, you can put your hand down. I'm asking the question. Is there anybody who has been hurt before? You have been hurt before? Some people are very quiet. It's like they didn't lift up their hand like that. They have not been hurt before. You have not been hurt before? Nobody has hurt you before? Somebody has hurt you before? I'm looking for somebody who has not been hurt before. They are not here. So, so the Bible is making us understand that being offended or being hurt is part of life. Can I get an amen? Have you been hurt before? Have you? you have you been hurt before? Is that your brother? Has he hurt you before? Has he? You see, he's not, have you, you see, you see, has he hurt you before? He has, right? Even yesterday, you did something you didn't like, right? <laughs> right? Even yesterday, right? You did 
do you like what he did, right? It's part of life. <laughs> it is part of life. Hallelujah. So what we are learning from this season is that it's not that you will not be offended. But it's more that you don't let the offense or the hurt affect you. Can I get an amen? amen? That's all. That's all. But you don't allow it because it can affect you negatively. Hallelujah. Hurts can change you. Hallelujah. It can change you. You see, it can change you. Sometimes people have changed because of the hurts. Hallelujah. They are not as easy and flowing as they used to be. I mean, some wives have changed because of hurt. I said some wives have changed because of hurt. So they are in the house with the husband. They are looking at the guy, but their heart is far away. It's like, look. Uh-uh. They don't smile as they used to smile anymore. Because they've been hurt. Amen. And some husbands have been hurt because of hurt. Some husbands have changed because of hurt. Oh, yeah. You see, you see, I'm preaching. I'm the preacher. You see, somebody once told me that a goat also sweats, but because of the hair on the skin, you don't see that the goat is sweating. You see, but the goat is sweating, but because of the hair on the on the skin, you don't see it. What am I trying to say? Husbands can also get hurt, but because they are a man, nobody sees it. You think it's only the wives who are hurt. <laughs> say man don't cry no hallelujah but the point is that it can change you and it can change you negatively that's what we are preaching hallelujah so that's what I talked about yesterday and sometimes hate can make you resentful you become resentful hallelujah yeah so resentful you know and then also Some, some, some hurts are not easy to forgive. Can I get an amen in the church? Some hurts are not easy to forgive. Hallelujah. So it's not as easy as, oh, forgive. No, no, it's not that easy. Hallelujah. But I want to say that hurts can change people. Some people have been deformed for life. Because of some pain they went through. They don't trust anybody. You see, you can hate yourself, you don't even trust anybody again. You look at everybody with three eyes. Because you'll be hit. Hallelujah. Uh, but I'm talking to you about spiritual things here. And what I'm t- the spiritual thing I'm talking to you about here is that be careful about offenses. Be careful about being hit. Are you bringing it down for me? Thank you. Be careful about being hit because it can affect you. Hallelujah. It can affect you. And that's not affect you for good. It will affect you for evil. Thank you. See, because when you look, the verse I shared with you last week was in 2 Corinthians. The 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 he says that to whom ye forgive anything I forgive also for if I forgive anything to whom I forgive it for your sakes forgive it I in the person of Christ next verse lest Satan should get advantage of us. Okay? Lest Satan should get advantage of us. For we are not ignorant. Everybody say with me, ignorant. 
But tell your neighbor, don't be ignorant. So we are not ignorant of his devices. Hallelujah. I said, tell your neighbor, do not be ignorant. When the Bible says that anytime you are hurt and you cannot forgive, you are falling into the hands of Satan. forgive, you have fallen into the hands of Satan. So I say we are not ignorant. And I'll teach you more about that. How it puts you into the hand of Satan. Hallelujah. Yeah. How it puts you into the hand of the devil. Because you cannot forgive. Because you are in pain. You, you, you literally fall into Satan's alley. So Paul said that we will not let Satan take advantage of us. We are not ignorant of his devices. That is why, that is why, no matter what it is, I will learn to forgive. And I'll explain to you. Can I get an amen in the church? So Jesus in John chapter 16 verse 1 told us something. In John 16 1, he said that, These things have I spoken unto you. So what these things I'm preaching to you that you should not be offended. I am teaching you by the power of God that you should not be not allow yourself to be offended. This is am I speaking to you that you should not be offended. Hallelujah. Because offenses are not benign. Being hurt, walking around with pain and hurt is not benign. It will affect you. That is why I say we are not ignorant. It will affect your marriage. It will affect your children. It will affect your your, your, your way. Because you are hurt. You are hurt. You are hurt. You can't forgive. So that is what I said last week. Because of the pain and the what you are going through, you are in the marriage, but internally you are divorced. Simultaneous internal divorce. SID. You are there, but you are divorced. You don't talk anymore. You don't smile anymore. You don't kiss anymore. When was the last time you kissed your wife? I'm asking, you don't kiss anymore. We are there, but we are divorced. Because of pain. There's no flow. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, I am speaking to you so that you will not be offended. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because it can change you. Yeah. It can change you. It can change you. Yeah. You know, so he said, that you may not be offended. So, now, it's not about, it's not about you being offended or you being hit because you see you can't stop people from hitting you don't people don't really care that much <laughs> you think so they don't they don't people really don't care that much so you cannot prevent it what you have to do is that you should not be overcome by it hallelujah can I get an amen so your ability to go through this life and survive has to do with how you can deal with pains and hurts. Like last week, I explained to you. Offenses come. I, I mean, maybe let me go to this side. I should stay here. Okay, I'm going. I'm going. I, I'm going to ask you a question. I like. I like these three guys. These are my friends now. Do you have a scar on your body? A scar. A scar. You have a scar. A scar? Do you have 
scar anywhere on your body? Yeah. Let me see. Yeah? What happened? You fell down? Yeah. What about you? No, right now, no. But you had somewhere? Okay. But you had some before? On the leg. What happened? You cut yourself. What about you? Uh, I burned myself. You burned yourself. You cut. You fell. Is it fell? Cut. Burn. You got some leg from what? Huh? I got. I, I like stab myself with a knife. Self-induced hit. <laughs> I'm talking. This, this is revelation. Somewhere, so it proves that getting hit and offended. What about you guys? You got a scar on your body? A scar on your body? No scar? You sure? No cut? I think I have one on my shoulder. What happened? My dog bit me. Your dog beat you. <laughs> what about you? Your dog beat you. No, no, guys, listen to me. Almost everybody here has a scar. It means that all of us have been hurt before. You have been injured before. But the reason why you are sitting here healthy is that the wound got healed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. I said the wound got healed. If the wound did not get healed, you would not be sitting here. Can we get an amen? And I will tell you something again. Wound healing has to do with your personality. Hallelujah. If someone has severe diabetes, God forbid, that same cut will not heal. If you have bad diabetes, that same cut will not heal. This is what I'm saying. So it means that you were able to heal because you didn't have a certain condition. But if you had a certain condition, that same wound will not heal. And if the wound does not heal, it will lead to complications. That is why diabetes have their, sometimes they are amputated. Because the wound cannot heal. Hallelujah. So it means that your inability to heal your wound will lead to complications. That is why it is in the interest, your own interest to be learned to forgive. Otherwise, it will affect you internally. Because in life, you will be hit. <laughs> Hallelujah. So guys, the reason why you are sitting here is because your, your immune system is working very well. So when you got a cut, your white count, your platelets, they all came together and healed it. Yeah. So it says, that's what hits, you all be hit. But you, you must have the ability to recover. Amen. Amen. Say with me, I can recover. I, can recover. And I, shall recover. I shall recover. Because if you don't recover, it will affect you. Hallelujah. So let's look at the, some things that will help the recovery process. Should I continue teaching you? Should I continue teaching? Yeah. First of all, to make you the things that will help you to recover what, what I'm talking about hits and offenses is that number one you are not the only one who is hit I say you are not the you, are, you look so quiet I say you are not what you are not the only one who has been hit everybody has been hit before you are not the only one who has been hit that you act like you are the only one who is wounded no alone. 
I'm preaching. Not act like you are the only one who has been hurt. No! You are not the only one. You are not. Everyone has been hurt. For which you want to hold a trump card that no, you are not the only one. Everybody has been hurt before. Even somebody, if I go to school, even the 10th graders, they'll tell me they have been hurt before. So you must understand that you are not the only one. That's number one. You are not the only one who has been hurt. No, not at all. At all, you are not the only one. It's common. Can I get an amen? amen. It's common. You are not the only one who has been hurt. My brother or my sister. Hallelujah. And why is it important? You know? The way we are, you see, when you know that, when you are going through something, and you know that you are not the only person going through it, it helps you to deal with it. Do you know that? Do you know that? That, you see, sometimes the reason why we cannot deal with it is because we feel we are alone. No, it's like failing an exam. You see, like, it's, like failing, it's like failing an exam. You see, if you fail an exam, and you find that you are the only one who failed, you are sad. But when you fail the whole class, everybody goes, oh! <laughs> is that right? It makes, you, it makes you feel good, right? Yeah, it's like you know that everybody got forty. You are not the only person who got forty. Right away, you are comforted. You know that, uh-uh. But when you think that you are the only one who feels, that's where the pain is. I'm preaching. So when you realize that you are not the only one who is hit. Number one. So you, you must know that you are not the only person. Carl, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you are not the it. Number two. Is that expect. And the word is expect. Expect to be offended by a close person. Am I preaching to you? Expect to be offended by a close person. See, if you have that expectation, you will say, I can't believe this, that it was him. Because most people say, I, Reverend, I can't believe of all the people. Expect. Expect. In, in John 21, 7. In John chapter 21, verse 7. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter. I mean, John 21, 7, yes. No, maybe we should go down. Okay, but expect to be headed by a close person. Uh, there's a verse that uh, Peter said, Peter, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? He said, do you love me? I think in John 21. Yeah, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, three times, and Peter was hurt. He said, Master, but you know that I love you. Listen, expect to be hurt by a close person. You are more likely to be hurt by somebody you are close to than a stranger. Can I get an amen? You are more likely. I mean, let's be real. You are more likely to be hurt by your husband than by the mailman. Expect him to hurt you more than the mailman because the mailman is more close. And why will you be hurt? He, he is just delivering mail. How can he hurt you? Huh? What is that? Yes, but your husband is close, so you are more likely to be hurt by somebody who is close. Listen, it means you are close. 
So expect it. Can I get an amen in the church? So expect to be hit by somebody close. Hallelujah. Number three. I'm just giving you how to overcome it. Number three. When you are hit, admit it. I'm preaching to you. Admit that you are hurt. You know, tell your brother, I don't like what you did. I'm hurt. Tell him. <laughs> tell him. Admit it. And you know what I'm saying? You see, in 1 John 1, I say, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. But if we, if we, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just. Some of us want to act like we are super spiritual. Oh, it's okay. I'm not. You are lying. You are hurt. You are hurt. You are lying. <laughs> but you want to walk around like, no, I'm okay. I'm not hurt. That's, you are lying. You. We can even see the way you are walking. You are hurt. You are hurt. Mommy, you are hurt. Even if you see the way they are talking, they are hurt. You want to act like you are this super Christian, nothing hurts you, or ask for me that you are lying. You are hurt. I'm preaching. Admit it. You are hurt. Even the way you are answering the questions, what is wrong? Nothing. Then nothing means you are hurt. What is wrong? Nothing. You are hurt. Then even the nothing is a sign that you are hurt. Because if you are not hurt, you will say nothing. Why aren't you talking? I don't want to talk. You are. <laughs> You're hurt. Admit it. See, and I'm telling you spiritual weapons because you see, if you don't admit it, it will be, you see, it's the non admittance. It just eats you up. Admit that you are hurt. Admit that you are hurt. Admit it. Admit that you have been you, there's pain. Don't, 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 don't act like this type of saint, super spiritual. I'm an angel. Nobody can help me. You know, especially I've, I've seen some ladies, you know, oh, Reverend, Anthony, everything is fine. You, know, you are lying. You are hurt. You shouldn't tell your husband that. You shouldn't tell your husband, Peter. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. <laughs> Struggling. Admit that the you see the, admit that even when you think of the person, something works inside you. Admit it. Admit that you are hurt. One John one nine. Admit. Because you see, especially the prayer warriors. Because when they say they are hurt, the person will say they are not spiritual. Hey, listen to me. Lies, don't add lies. <laughs> don't add lies to the prayer. Admit you admit that the way the man took you didn't like it. You are hurt. Hallelujah. Yeah, admit that you are hurt. Yeah. It's a short message I'm preaching to you. Admit. I'm preaching. Admit that you are hurt. See, recently some group of my sons, they offended me. Here in this church. They offended me. In this church. I mean my sons. I mean because I, I've been passing the I, I called them to my office. I just called them to my office downstairs. And I said, one, two, three, four, you come here. And I sat them down and said, I, I'm hurt. I, I'm the pastor, but I told them, I am hurt. That's it. And I pointed out what they did. A, B, C, D. And they said, fine. They apologized. Everything was okay. And we are flowing back again. You see, it healed me and it healed them. Don't say you are not hurt. Talk about it. <laughs> it healed me. 
And do you know why I call them? Because, you see, I tell them why I call them. Because they are my children. And I want to have a good relationship. That's why I call them. So when they don't call you, it's a sign that... I call them. Just tell your husband I'm hit. Tell him I'm hit. Admit it. It brings healing. Hallelujah. Instead of walking around and saying nothing, you see, let me tell you something. People who don't say anything, people who don't say anything are the most dangerous people. They're the most dangerous guys. I'm telling you, because you don't know what is going on in their mind. The Bible says that the Bible says that when Absalom was hurt, when Absalom was hurt by his brother Amnon, he said neither good or bad. For years he was quiet, not knowing that he was planning to kill him. Because when you don't talk, you become a murderer. A professional who talks any day. Admit that you are hurt. Hallelujah. So that's number three. Number four. Recognize. Recognize the dangers. Recognize the dangers you are in when you are offended. Yeah. Recognize the dangers you are in. When you are offended. You see, anytime you are hurt or you are offended, you must know that you are in danger. Not the person who offended you, but you are in danger. Recognize it. Recognize it. That, that is, is it, why am I saying so? So that you will deal with it. Quickly. Because the verse we read in 2 Corinthians 10 said that, lest the devil take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices because you see whenever you are hurt whenever you are in pain you have put yourself in the line of satan to manipulate you recognize it recognize that this pain that i'm going through i am also in danger and therefore whatever i need to get to do to get rid of it i'll do it can i get an amen yeah. You see, Bishop said a story and also had an experience. You see, when you are hurt, when you are in pain, you have opened yourself to the devil. And once you open up yourself to the devil, he can throw in more demons. You see, Jesus said that the prince of this world cometh, he has nothing in me. It means that Satan is coming back. I don't, he has any, nothing in me. Okay? But when Satan has something in you, he will, uh, he will take advantage of it. So anytime you are hex, the devil has a hold in you. And he will take advantage of it. So because of the pain, because of the hex, he may even bring in other more serious problems. People are not spiritual, but I get it. I hope you are spiritual. You see, I was talking to a lady one time. A young lady. And the medical condition that she had at her age. You know, some conditions are for older people. I mean, you expect a, a, I mean, this, uh, an 80-year-old woman to have this medical problem. But for her age, to be diagnosed with these conditions, conditions that are for older people, and the pain he has gone through her life. As I was talking to her, and she was sitting down, suddenly the Spirit of God revealed to me who she really was. So I asked her, you are bitter. You are in pain. Why are you so hurt? Who has offended you that you cannot forgive? Why are you carrying this pain? And she started crying and said, yes, Reverend, you are right. 
I have such pain and bitterness against my father. She hates so much pain against her father. spiritual. I said your condition is unusual. This is spiritual. You cannot walk around. I'm not saying your father did, did you no wrong, but you cannot have this pain and bitterness in your heart against your father. He says, look, look at the verse, guys. Look at this verse. Looking diligently. Please be careful. Looking diligently. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest you fail or you fall short. Lest you fail of the grace of God or you fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness many so what the Bible is saying that when you don't forgive and you walk in bitterness first of all you separate yourself from the grace of God I don't know whether there's nobody who doesn't need God's grace is there anybody who doesn't need God's grace we all need the grace but as you walk in bitterness the Bible says you fall short of the grace because God cannot give you his grace something. When God takes his grace, everything's a struggle. When the grace is gone, you see, just for those of you in this corner, when grace is gone, Wahala is born. You understand what I'm saying? You understand Wahala? Yeah, when grace is gone, Wahala is born. You see that things are not easy at all because grace is gone. Here, who does it trouble? I said, Who does it trouble? Can I hear who does it trouble? <laughs> when you are hurt and you are bitter, you are the one who suffers. A good friend of mine, a lady told me 
about bitterness. I will never forget that definition of bitterness. You know, do you know her definition of bitterness? Oh, he said bitterness is. He said bitterness is like you drinking poison and expecting somebody else to be hurt. That's the definition you give me. He said when you are bitter, it's like you have drunk poison, but you are expecting somebody to be hurt. And I never forget that, that, that description. It's like, it's like you're drinking poison and expecting someone. Because you, when you are bitter, you are bitter against somebody. You want something bad to happen to the person. You want something bad to happen to the person you are bitter against. But you, what, you, what you don't know is that the Bible says you are rather the one who's been troubled. So you should not, you can't drink poison and expect somebody else to be hurt. There was a certain sister in one of our churches somewhere in Europe. He was interested in a brother and was with a brother left, right, and center and did not listen to her pastor and slept with a brother full. Full sleep. He wasn't partial. <laughs> She granted her brother full access. <laughs> fully, fully and regularly. Lifetime. And then, of course, there's nothing secret. So in the in the course of time she became pregnant. And the, and this brother was like the choir director somewhere. So she told her sister, don't tell anybody, otherwise I will lose my ministry. So to add sin to sin, she told her sister to abort. And she also did abort. A church somewhere in Europe, in somewhere. Then they were still going back and forth. Then suddenly, another sister entered the church. <laughs> and to her amazement, the brother said, This one I like. Something evil, the cheap one getting better. 
you know what happened to her? She became so bitter. She left the church. She became so critical. As of today, 2023, she's still not married. And when you talk to her, you can feel poison. What's the point? What is the point? The person has moved on. Can somebody hear me? Stop having that pain. That brother has moved on. He disappointed you, but he has moved on. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I said, preaching. Stop having the pain. He has moved on. Yes, you gave her the beast unlimited, but he, it's what you shouldn't have, but you did it. He has moved on. I'm sure that it troubles you. It troubles you, not the person. It comes to a point you must notice that look, I need to move on. I just need to what? Move on. I cannot continue living in the past. Whatever is done is done. He was not fair. He was not grateful. But you must move on. You must move on. There comes a point you must move on. Because it's in your moving on that you see the grace of God. You must move on. You must move on. You must move on. This sister is a true story. After you older. She's only up to 50 now. Not married. Not married. And I said, I mean, the pain. It's still there. How long? You gotta move on. Because don't bring poison and especially money to be hit. Move on. Tell your neighbor you must move on. Tell your neighbor you must move on. You must move on. I said, you must move on. Because you know what I'm saying? Is the moving on that brings the grace of God. As you move on, the grace of God happens. Then you begin to see the grace. Hallelujah. Sit there and wish something evil happens to the person. Just note it. Yeah. Hmm. Can I have a few more minutes to tell you a few more things? So a few more minutes, I beg you. Because what I'm sharing is very important. You see, I have only one aim that you will be healed and you will prosper. I'm taking my time to teach. There's somebody here I feel strong that this is all that God wants you to hear. Because you have been stuck for a long time. And the next step is will only be possible if you decide to let this thing go and move on. So basically I'm going to give you a few pointers, a few tips that will help you. A few tips. A few tips that, a, a few tips that will help you do. To help you to forgive. I'm just trying to help you or help us. A few tips that will make it easy for us to forgive. Or what I call, or hope you should forgiveness made easy. Easy forgiveness, like easy pass. Tell your neighbor, easy forgiveness. It's, it's just like easy pass. You know, and, and, and do, do you know why I want, I want to talk about this? You see, some pills are very bitter. You see, so, some medications are very bitter. Do you understand? Like some of this, like the 
like uh, prolonged access, uh, uh, prednisone for children, the syrup, they are very better. But the children need it. Or chloroquine, they are better. So sometimes we, 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 we add a sweetener. We add a sweetener to it so that they can swallow it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Otherwise, they can't take it. It's too bitter. So you add a sweetener. So because of the sweetener, you can swallow it. Forgiveness is not easy. But I just want to make it sweeter so you can forgive. I'm all to sweeten the, for, the forgiveness so you can, you can do it. Because it's not easy to forgive. Especially to forgive repeated offenders. <laughs> yeah. So how 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 do you make it easy? I don't want to have time to say all this. You see, let me go quickly. How do you make it easy? Number one, to be able to forgive somebody easily, you must analyze the offender. Analyze the person who's hurting you. Analyze the offender. Analyze the person who caused you pain. Take your time and analyze the person well. And that's what Jesus did. When they put him on the cross, when they were stabbing him, he analyzed the people. And after he did the analysis, he said, they don't know what they are doing. Father, forgive them because they don't know what they are doing. Sometimes when you analyze the person, the person doesn't even know what he's doing. Analyze your finger. Take your time and analyze your finger. One, when he analyzed, he said, they know what we're doing. Another time, another time when he was offended by John the Baptist. In the book of uh, Matthew, Matthew 11, verse 2. Matthew 11, verse 2. Now, look at the scripture. Now, when John had heard, in, had heard where? Where was John? I said, where was John? I said, where was John? Now, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples, continue, and said unto him, are thou he that should come? Or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. And the deaf hear. The dead are raised up. And have the gospel preaching. Send this message back to John. And, this, and what did he say? And blessed is he whosoever shall not what? Whosoever shall not be what? Offended in me. John was offended. John was offended. John was hurt. Even the question he came to ask Jesus Christ, he said, are you the Messiah? Or we should look for another. Weren't you the same John who when you were baptizing said, this is the Lamb of God. Yes, sir. That take away the sin of the world. This is the man whom there's no God. Now you are questioning me. Now you are questioning me whether I'm the Christ. Why was he questioned because he was hurt? I'm talking about analyzing for that. John was hurt. So he said, Blessed is not, not offended in me. But the question is, why, why was he hurt? That's the first bit. When John was in prison, when John was in prison, when John was in prison, when you analyze the offender, you can see that the person who is even offending you, he has a problem. Sometimes when people are going through their own challenges, they are nasty. Do you get what I'm saying? Sometimes the nastiness is, the person himself has a problem. He's going through his own difficulties. And sometimes when they are in pain, they rather hurt people. Hurting people hurt people. John was critical because he was in prison. Sometimes the person's marriage is not going well. His job is not going well. His child is sick. So in their pain, they want to hurt other people. 
as it hurting people. So when you take a step back and know that this person who is criticizing, he has his own problems. My brother, Jesus, I'm preaching to you. Jesus said, look, John is criticizing me because he's in prison. He's hurt. Sometimes somebody may criticize you. you somebody may hurt you, but I want you to take a step back and know that the person is going through his or her own pain. And therefore, based on his or her own pain, I can forgive him. that statement. I like that phrase. It's a nice one. This, this person who is, who is criticizing he or she herself. Problem. Yeah. John was in prison. That is why that is why Jesus Christ was able to forgive John. Because what he told them, he said, look, after he told them, of all born among women, there's not greater than John. Because he didn't just look at what John said. He understood the condition. Sometimes you must know that the reason why people are hating you, they are critical, is because they themselves have a problem. They themselves have a problem. They are struggling in their marriage. They are struggling in their life. They are struggling in their marriage. They are struggling in their ministry. Something is not working. That is why they are so bitter. And they pass it on to you. But you see, don't swallow it. Be able to take a step back. Analyze and say, it doesn't matter. I forgive you. I'm out of words. I'm just out of time. I'll continue next week. Please stand at your feet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's pray for forgiveness. Pray that God will help us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You see, for this season, I want us to keep on praying for our hearts. Everybody pray for your heart that you will not be bitter. You will not be bitter. Because you are not ignorant. So every day we'll be praying. Pray that God help me to forgive. Help me to forgive. Everybody, put your hand on your heart and let us pray. Change my Yeah, bye-bye.
hand on our hearts. We want to move on. We are not ignorant of Satan's devices. And therefore, we will not allow the devil to have advantage over us. So this Sunday afternoon, let every root of bitterness, every pain, every unforgiveness, we let it go. We let it go. We let it go because we need to move on. I want to move on. I want to go forward, Lord. I don't want Satan to have advantage over me, oh God. I don't want Satan. I don't want Satan to have advantage over me. That is why this Sunday afternoon, oh God, I say, change my heart, Lord. Change my heart, oh God. You are the porter. You are the porter. I am just the clay. Change my heart, Lord. Change my heart, Lord. Change my heart, oh Lord. I want the sweet spirit. I want the sweet heart, oh God. I want the sweet spirit. I want the sweet heart, oh God. I want you want to forgive me, oh God. Want me and make me, oh God. Yes, I see your hand too. Let the 
go up. Look, let's be serious. Let me go up. Let me go up. You won't be born again. I see all through your hands. I see your head. I see your head. Now, with those hands lifted up, you know what? I, I want to let you be serious. Let's stand up. Come to me here. Come to me. In the middle. I'm waiting for you. Come, come. You want to come? Come to me here. Right here. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.